I want to see what that dad bod can do out there. Not buying your banjos around the campfire. Shove them up your ass. It's football and other F words. And what is today's date? April 4th. It's Tuesday, April 4th. And I'm so already tired of, of NFL offseason. It is tonight. Monday, April 4th. The show will be on Tuesday, April 5th. <laughs> That's how tired of the NFL offseason I am. I don't even know what day it is. I just, I can't. When offseason gets to this point, and, and obviously we got a podcast kind of filled with some bad reactions and takes, and it just, I, I have a hard time dealing with this. I, I don't deal well with um, people who want to go into hyperbole and what if arguments, what if arguments really drive me nuts. It goes into what you were talking about last week with um, you don't like when people post those tweets out of you got $15 build an all-star roster. And I just think that's meaningless shit. You're just speaking into the universe for no reason. Well, to be fair that next day or the day that the podcast was released, but the next day that we recorded it, there was about 13 tweets that I saw that I kept tagging you in saying, no, this is what I want to erase from Twitter. This is what yep. I want to delete from Twitter <laughs> because Twitter is, is just, I'm sick of it. Oh, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it in a minute. I don't know if you're ready to, but we're going to get it. I'm ready. Let's start with Titan stadium first. Um, been a few updates since we last recorded mainly around kind of the financial side of it. Um, Speaker uh, Cameron Sexton told WTN 99.7 that the Adams Family Titans Ownership Group is willing to put forth $700 million towards building a new stadium. Um, The $700 million comes in addition to Governor Billy's proposal of $500 million from from the state. So I I say that to say this, Zach. I don't know if you agree with me, but we kind of know a rough outline of financials, and at least that there are two substantial pieces of financial funding that are there or potentially there but we don't know a lot more than that and so for people who are getting bit out of shape of i'm not the city's not spending a cent i refuse to have my tax money committed let me let you in on a secret you don't have a choice (laughs) but i just don't get worked up over it it's not the time to get worked up look it's it's ridiculous to get worked up over it because these bonds that the city's eventually going to be putting up or the state's eventually going to be putting up, you know, in that 500 million, it's all going to be paid back by people that aren't in your city. I mean, think of it when tourists come in and they spend money at hospitalities and, um, you know, your bars and your shopping in the area around the stadium, they are, they are, that money is going to pay back the loan basically is essentially what a bond is the loan that the city and the state are putting forth. Think of it this way. Every time that Buffalo bills fans come in, right. And Buffalo bills fans have it worse than the Titans in their new stadium, by the way, because they are shelling out probably a lot more as taxpayers. But when they come down, they're bragging about, oh, we're overrunning the city. Oh, all of us Buffalo Bills fans are here in Nashville, and blah, 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 blah. They're paying for the stadium. <laughs> like, that, that is just, it's, it's a great way to look at it if you're against the stadium. And, and, and really, I'll, I'll say it again, 
you're against the stadium, we just can't agree on it and just don't bring it up because I, I just don't care about your opinion because it doesn't matter because the stadium's happening. I mean, at this point, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I know that there are loyal listeners who are so concerned about all this shit that's coming in. Look, your tax obligation gets diluted almost every day because people are moving to Davison County and to Nashville every day. It just is not going to be that big of a difference in the big scheme of things. What is going to be a big difference is when tourists come in, when big events come in, money is going to go to education. Money is going to go to infrastructure. It's going to go to places that matter. And it matters that WrestleMania in Dallas just completed, and they had over 150,000 people visit for the weekend from all 50 states and 53 countries, and they it was the highest growing grossing pay-per-view ever. Now, listen, you may be thinking to yourself that, oh, every pay-per-view is the highest grossing ever because it's the newest thing to come out. No, that is not true. It is a complicated thing. It just, it's not true. And for it to be the highest grossing pay-per-view for that specific event. And the reason I keep harping on this is because, first off, I'm a wrestling fan. Second off, I know the importance of WrestleMania. It's the Super Bowl of wrestling. But also Cameron Sexton brought it up in his interview two or three times about WrestleMania. And so that is the secondary event on the minds of the Nashville State Legislature behind the Super Bowl, obviously. So it matters. It all matters. Your opinion bring up a good, does not matter. <laughs> you bring up a good comparison point to Buffalo. And, and that's the piece I want to, I want to run with for a second, which is, and I'm not trying to just take an undue shit on the city of Buffalo, which is precisely well, what I'm about to do. Well, let's be honest. How many <laughs> shits have we taken on the city of Buffalo? Which a is, lot. Pers- <laughs> I think I've said that every time. I mean, no disrespect to Jacksonville, but get your ass ready for this. But, um, <laughs> Buffalo. Okay. Look at the drive to go visit Buffalo versus the drive to go visit Nashville. And I mean, the drive as in the want to go get on a plane and go to one of those two cities. Right. So the Buffalo deal to me, and again, I'm about to sound like a certain radio host in town about the math, not adding up, but the, the actual math of what the city and the state of New York are shelling out for Buffalo's new stadium versus the financial return they're going to get on it. You name WrestleMania. I can't imagine that WrestleMania would go to Buffalo, New York. And I bet as soon as I say that WrestleMania has been in Buffalo at some point, but, but I say that to say this Nashville's the state of Tennessee's taxpayers investment in the new stadium, whatever it's called Nissan stadium or whatever. I got to think that that's going to be paid off quickly. And it's going to be a lot more financially viable venue than Buffalo, New York. But they're not even making it a dome and they can't even get a Super Bowl. What the fuck good is this stadium other than you're getting upgraded bathrooms for your teachers to have sex in during the game? Like, what is that? I totally forgot about that. This is a fan base that throws dildos on the field. And they really Yeah, I mean, good for them. They have trough urinals. And when we were at the game, we when we went to Buffalo for a game, they have trophy urinals and some, and that the reason I harp on that is because that should let you know the disgusting 
situation you're walking into in that bathroom. It is a truck stop bathroom that hasn't been kept up with in 20 years. Just urinals, just a trough urinal that is an L shape that circles around. And two teachers chose to have sex in the bathroom to, and get, get arrested in that kind of environment. Spare me that you can't put in a couple thousand extra seats because of what? I mean, you're in fucking Buffalo. Can you imagine failing like a background check for a job? Because you had sex because, in Buffalo. <laughs> because you couldn't resist. You, you, you had to get your swerve on and you're like, Baby, listen, hear me out. Let's go, let's go check out that truck shop bathroom. It's gonna be disgusting. Let's just let's do this thing right here. Buffalo look, Buffalo Bills are the best team ever. We gotta go, we gotta go bang this out. Hey, look, the <laughs> Buffaloes are are losing to the Titans by 20 points. Fuck it. I, I know that you know we're we're not really boyfriend and girlfriend, but hey, we're a couple of teachers, consenting adults. Let's head to the men's bathroom, jump in a stall, just fucking do it. Those those buffalo wings, they're really they're doing it for me today. The way your friend threw you through that fold-out <laughs> table just really has got my loins in a, in, a, in a burning desire. I'm sorry, I'm way off topic here. Look, the point I'm trying to make here is that this, the state of New York and the city of Buffalo, th that is a group of taxpayers that should be pretty pissed off about that deal because you just rattled off the two worst parts of it. The stadium is not covered in Buffalo, New York, like the king of lake effect snow and it's not eligible to get a Super Bowl because of that. I just don't, I, I, I don't know what you do there. Well, that, that's when, a rough, when that's you a do rough that, game. when you do that, I'm going to go back to WrestleMania here, but there's other sporting events <laughs> to play. But the, the Tennessee state legislature did background research on WrestleMania specifically, which I, I think is just so wild, by the way. Uh, but they did it and they asked, you know, what would it take? Cause you know, I guess summer slams come in here and they said that they reference uh, a couple of years ago, they were in Florida, I think Tampa Bay and they didn't have a roof and it rained during WrestleMania and <laughs> they put the show on, but it rained. So you got, you know, all these wrestlers going out there in a fucking wet ring, jumping off everything and all that kind of stuff. And they'll never do it again. They'll never do an outside WrestleMania ever again. So this is important. So Buffalo is not getting that. It's not going to get the Super Bowl. It's not going to get college football playoffs. It's not going to get um, college basketball playoffs. It's not going to get a lot of shit. So what good is this stadium? Because Buffalo is not a mecca for, I don't know, good concerts, it's not a mecca for anything other than frozen tumbleweeds. It is the worst fucking city. I'll take a shit in this city. It's the first worst fucking city I've ever been to. God almighty. I mean, <laughs> don't you have to change flights to get there from almost everywhere in the country? I don't I mean, know. I was pretty drunk on most flights that we go to. Ali, so who the fuck knows? You got to drink just to go to that godforsaken place. That, the point we're trying to make here is that the, a, there's going to be a time later for the citizens of Nashville to get up and pissy about having to pay a portion of the price tag for this new stadium. And I get it. And that's a separate conversation. But B, the financial implications of a new stadium in Nashville versus, and Buffalo is a great example because they just went through this a couple of months ago. That, that is apples to hand grenades. Buffalo is not a desirable destination. 
Nashville, the city of Nashville, Middle Tennessee will get so much more use out of a domed event, a domed venue, I should say, and a hell of a lot more events that a couple of years down the road, when we're done pissing and moaning about the taxes that we had to pay for that stadium, you're going to be enjoying things like WrestleMania, bigger concerts. Use the Garth Brooks concert for an example, right? Garth, the Garth Brooks concert was supposed to be one of the bigger venues to come out of the end of the pandemic or towards the end of the pandemic. And what happens? They have a bunch of terrible weather, tornado threats and all that. They had to cancel the concert and they still haven't rescheduled it from what I understand. So things like that aren't going to happen again. You're going to be able to have like CMA fest and all that. If you're into all that jazz, you'll be able to put a lot of that indoors at the stadium. A lot of good uses out of this place. So forget about the money right now. They'll be come, they'll, they'll come a time to get pissed off about that. And it's not right now. Hey, save your pissiness for the urinal cakes in the Buffalo trough urinal. <laughs> God, what is just trough urinals? And I know there's a lot of Tennessee fans out there going, Well, the balls have troughs in their stadium. Yeah, they do. And Neyland sucks. Yeah, I agree. And there it is. That's the moment that 80% <laughs> of our podcast listeners just turned it off. I'm sorry. Neyland does not suck. I just don't like the bathrooms. It's a, actually a pretty kick ass stadium. I just Might as well that. just wear adult diapers and piss yourself. You know what? I'm going to move on from this topic <laughs> before we literally lose every single one of our listeners. And it's just us talking to. <laughs> Lucas <laughs> Davy. Um, all right. Can we, can we talk about this tweet that I saw earlier today about Titans and players being warriors? I, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm not gonna name the person who tweeted it because you all are animals who go after people, but I'm gonna read the tweet verbatim. When I think of a Titan, it is a warrior. Oh god, I can't do this with a straight face. Yeah, I <laughs> I think of a soldier. I think of someone who overcomes adversity, someone who perseveres. I think of someone who is a fighter, a survivor. I think of, and he tags AJ Brown. You, sir, are a Titan in more ways than one. All right. Sword emoji, blue heart emoji, sword emoji, hashtag tighten up. Look, <laughs> I, it, I hope AJ Brown all, takes out a restraining order on this man. It this is, is ridiculous. Already it's already weird to me when people tag athletes either in someone's mentions on, Oh, look what someone just said about you. And they tag whoever Taylor Juan, whatever. I think it's especially weird when fans start to equate. I, I what is this erotic fan fiction? To this, is, this is lonely housewives neglected by their husbands that their kids just left for college kind of fanfic like this is this is fucking weird ass tweet and it has 62 likes at as of this recording how dare you 62 people how dare you for liking this tweet i'm gonna have to go through the number of people that like this and see if any of them follow me and so far most of them don't but <laughs> look here's my point is that I have a real problem when with people who start to equate things like warrior soldier to a, a pro athlete who is playing a sport that you watch for entertainment purposes. If that athlete wants to make that comparison, if their coach or trainer or family wants to make that comparison, go nuts. But I, I just, I, I kind of think you're getting into some weird semi-sexual energy of building somebody up to what they're kind of not. I, I am not trashing AJ Brown at all. This man is a badass wide receiver 
playing his ass off. He, he's going to be going to get paid by the Titans, which is a whole different topic that we're going to get into. Yeah, we're definitely touching that in a minute. But I just, what is your end game by typing something like this? Do, do you want <laughs> this person to see it and retweet it? Do you want them to say thanks, bro? Do you want? I mean, you're just kind. To me, this is you're sharing with the internet that you've got some kind of weird overly obsessive fascination with this person that you're thinking of them like they're a warrior on the very made up movie 300. I mean, do you, do do they think that AJ Brown's going to open this up, read it and be like, Hey, I see, you know, I see this tweet. I really enjoy it. You know, would you be the grandfather to one of my, or the godfather to one of my children? <laughs> like what, what is, what is the point of this? Like, I, I don't, I don't, we have talked about this before. I don't get this need for fans and it happens. And AJ Brown could tweet, man, I'm really digging these chicken McNuggets, you know, over at McDonald's. And you're going to get these replies that are like, man, I'm so glad that you're a Titan because he likes chicken nuggets. I mean, read the room. We're talking chicken nuggets here, motherfucker. We ain't got time for your fucking just oh i'm so thankful you're a titan hope you get paid oh titans would be foolish to let you go off a chicken nugget tweet like that is the social media is the best thing because what happened after the will smith slap and what happened last night when vince mcmahon got kicked and he his whole body fucking collapsed you get these great tweets like these fantastic tweets but 90% of Twitter are just Ill, irrelevant tweets that so, two celebrities and two athletes that no one fucking cares about. Man, this man just wants to enjoy a meal, and you're going to get tweets like, okay, Jeffrey Simmons asked, uh, where should I go or what's the go-to place, must-go-to place for, for in Nashville? Okay, well, that's a tweet you should reply to with actual places. Don't reply with, Man, I hope the Tennessee Titans sign you up soon. You know, we got to get that contract hammered out. That fucking doesn't do anything. Like, I, 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 am, I am so fed up with what these fans put us through mentally and emotionally week after week. Because I get so, I shouldn't get so angry. But man, this tweet fucking just pisses me off. Because it is such a ridiculous tweet. This is erotic fan fiction that should get this guy banned off Twitter. This is this is not helpful. This belongs on the back of a paper of a paperback book, you know, that has Fabio on the front. Like, give me a fucking break. Take a drink on this kind of tweet. Nobody needs to know that you really feel this way about a player, and he doesn't fucking care. Because guess what? He didn't like it. He didn't retweet it. He didn't quote tweet it. He probably scrolled past it in his notifications because unless you say that player sucks, they don't give a shit about what the fuck you say. As the 20th time, I think I've said that on this podcast, by the way. I just, I, I, and I'm not trying to like, just be an asshole to those who say nice things to athletes. And we're not trying to shit on Buffalo, right? I mean, I'm not going to shit on Buffalo, but here we go. I'm not going to shit on people who write stuff like this, but get your ass in order because here it comes. I, I Look, I, I am actually pro people saying nice things to athletes because Twitter is filled with mostly negative shit. I think if you had to decide if Twitter 
if you're weighing it out on a scale, is it mostly negative or positive? I think it's like 70, 30 negative, but so say nice things, but nice things doesn't mean you have to start attributing all these qualities and classifications and this weird hyperbole that doesn't really make any sense. Just because you saw AJ Brown may get traded to the jets and you think this is going to be the tweet that seals the deal. When it, when the, when the deals are presented, this is what I feel like this tweet conveys. When the deals present, it's the Jets and it's the Titans, and it's the same deal in this hypothetical situation. This guy thinks my tweet's going to be the reason he signs with the Titans. That's I just, what I think is the real reason behind this tweet. I just think that the Jets are sitting down and they're negotiating with AJ Brown's <laughs> agent. And he's got a printed copy of this tweet without speaking. He just slides it across and puts it in front of the Jets GM and says, I'm going to need a better offer. I don't know. I, I, I hate the tweet. I hate how it reads. I, well, read it again. I, Do you have still have it up? Read it I'm again. I'm going to read it again. I'll try to do it with a straight face this time because the part I want to focus on is when I think of a Titan, it is a warrior. Okay. Well, first <laughs> off, the Titans were gods. If we're going to get into the fucking semantics here, the Titans are gods, but anywho. When I think of a Titan, it is a warrior. I think of a soldier. I think of someone who has overcome adversity, someone who perseveres. I think of someone who is a fighter, a survivor. I think of AJ Brown. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's break this down just real quick. Okay. I think what this guy is saying <clears throat> is that everybody on the Titans is underdogs, even though they're the, the bet and the top 10% of athletes at their sport and they're fucking millionaires. I think that is the issue I have with this is that he thinks that these are all plucky bad news bears players that have, I just, I, I hate this tweet. I don't, I don't think there's any other way to say it other than I wish this tweet would, would get deleted. So we would never have the chance of it, this ever popping up on our timeline ever again. I, and I think there's a lot of tweets like that when Jayon Brown, signed somewhere when Deontay Foreman signed somewhere you had these soliloquies all about these subpar players that don't deserve it they don't deserve these accolades that you bestowed upon them fucking writing geez fucking novels of a tweet dedicated to these players that got paid a million dollars like what good are they like I'm sorry I like J.M. Brown he's a great guest on the podcast he had fantastic anecdotes about puzzles and Game of Thrones. But who cares if he left? Does he really need to know after he's already signed with someone else? Oh, man, Steve in, in, uh, in Gallatin, and his Twitter handle is at TightenUp21213567, orange emoji. <laughs> really misses me <laughs> does he fucking care does he fucking care no he doesn't i am sorry to shit on your fucking tweets america and titans nation but you have me fed up with all this aj brown nonsense and sharing jet shit i am sick of you social media is kill social <laughs> media is killing me. it's it's killing my fandom i mean it's I i'm we get on here to try to entertain. And the more I dissect things like this, the more I just kind of hate other fans. And I'm sorry to say that. I just, 
I kind of do. <laughs> I think my eyesight is getting worse from all the eye rolling. Oh I, yeah, what is I, it? It's, I, it's, I'm my my vessels are strained. Whatever's in your eyes, capillaries, whatever they are, they all are shit because I'm constantly rolling my eyes and blood is boiling from the stupid ass shit that I see on Twitter. Well, as Liz Lemon once said on 30 Rock, my doctor has advised me to stop rolling my eyes or I'm going to detach my retinas. <laughs> um, I let's we got to move on because we got to talk about this. This I got to save some of my rage for this. We're going to trade AJ Brown to X team. I mean, first off, let me just start with no. <laughs> but where are people finding this where? shit? I thought we put this to bed a week ago and it is still happening. And then you had the audacity to tell me right before we start recording. Well, apparently now the rumors out there that they're shopping him to the Cowboys. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I've just cleaned up my timeline so much that it, 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 it leaves me speechless. <sighs> with how people find these tweets. Oh, this guy was like Peter by sports God or Peter Dinklage or something. I don't know what his name, but it's Peter something. And he puts out this uh, new tweet. I think it was yesterday on or Sunday. He puts out this new tweet and then all these Titans fans somehow find it and get shared. Who the fuck is following this Peter guy that even pops up? And are you following Jets fans or are you just name searching AJ Brown trade? In Twitter, get a fucking life. <laughs> like, that's all I can say to Titans Twitter. Get a fucking life. Why are you name searching? You know, the only time I search stuff is to find a tweet that I forgot to bookmark that was for actual data purposes that serves a purpose. I don't wake up and search hashtag Titans. I don't wake up and search AJ Brown trade rumors or whatever you're fucking putting in Brown and Jets. I, I don't know what you're putting in. Lebowski, I mean, am I wrong? Like, <laughs> I, well, I, if you're it was not wrong. Yeah. If it came from Rich Simony from ESPN. Okay. Yeah. I think I would get it. And it does come from that stems from that. But why are you not sharing his tweet or his article? And I can guarantee nobody went and read the fucking article. Because the fucking article pretty much says that if it's DK Metcalf is their first choice, but nobody's talking about that in the Titans Nation because nobody goes and bothers fucking reading the article. Fucking illiterate sons of bitches. Sick of it. They just... bought no they bought no goodwill for me this past week. Because we talked about this last week. This we, is, we've already talked about it. This is why I hate offseason. I really do, because it's just it, 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 it's it's got to be what you started off with, which is if you're going and looking for news, you're, you're going to find shit for sure. And it's probably not going to be news, but it just blows me away that people don't bother to stop for 30 seconds and read a source. Who is this coming from? Like, I'll give you an example. What are these damn best of charts that have been going around for the last week by somebody named Big Bob, somebody out of Oklahoma, big Bob, Oklahoma. And he keeps putting out these ridiculous tweets of the top 50 best college football coaches, the top 50 best college basketball programs ever. And people are getting so worked up by a guy who just named himself big Bob bitch ass or whatever it is. And he puts out this list 
that literally has no sources. It is just him just ranking stuff. I could just put out Lebowski's libations and put out 50 of my favorite football players and list Cam Newton as the best quarterback ever and let you all go to fucking town. But it doesn't, I mean, if, if anyone stops and looks at my resume and goes, okay, well, this guy hosts a Tennessee Titans podcast. What else does he do? Why is he ranking Cam Newton? It's the same thing when you're just picking up a rando on Twitter who says, AJ Brown's maybe going to the Jets. They're talking. Just stop for 10 seconds and go, okay, did you cite a source where this is coming from? Or maybe do exactly what you were talking about, Zach. Read the article first and see what substance is in there. And, and then go from there. Don't just retweet it and go, oh my God, dude, it, it's over. They're it, and that's it. And they're gonna keep Tannehill. Tannehill's just gonna throw to Tannehill. That's all that's happening. The cycle of ignorance and it will not stop. And I hate it because here's what happens. X X person on ESPN says something. And so and so for the team that it's kind of roughly alluding to. So Rich Simony says something about uh three wide receivers that could be on the Jets radar that they because they are in the market for a young wide receiver. Which by the way, isn't it funny that they've already given up on Corey Davis? Either way. <laughs> I love just the little jab at Corey. Real fucking, quick. They've already given up on Corey, apparently. Turn out and slap his ass. And, and they on. have two first round picks, if I'm not mistaken, that they could use on a wide receiver. But instead, they want to trade for a wide receiver that is going to cost them more money because they are terrible at their job, apparently. I don't know. But Rich Simony mentions three of them. And then he says that DK Metcalf is more likely the target. But according to reports out of Seattle, that's not happening. Okay, like, like that even fucking matters to begin with. And that he thinks that any of these three wide receivers could be had for the right price. Every fucking player could be had for the right price. And then Jets fans see that he says A.J. Brown, and they're like, oh, the Titans are up against the cap, and blah, 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 blah. Except for nobody's up against the cap because the cap's really (laughs) fluid and easily manipulable. And so then Jets fans are doing it, and they're talking about it. And then somehow one titans fan who has nothing better to do but to name search titans players on twitter finds this tweet he retweets it or he likes it and then it just snowballs into all this stuff and then then of course buck has to talk about it and the radio has to talk about it and articles have to be written all about this one tweet that has just snowstormed from the from espn to the jets to the titans to the media and back to us again I shit rolls downhill is <laughs> this is the classic example of shit rolling downhill. And we're having to fucking talk about it again. AJ Brown's going to get signed with the Titans. Just like Aaron Rodgers was never coming to Tennessee. I am that confident that AJ Brown is coming to the Titans. We gotta be a smarter society. This is an indictment of a larger problem in our in in our at our nation the it we i i plead to you lebowski lions 2028 i think whenever the next election is fucking let us help you <laughs> for the love of god you don't have to comment on every fucking tweet you see you can actually click and read oh they're all talking about something that doesn't even fucking make sense and go about your day I promise when you come home from work after not commenting 
on every tweet that you saw while at work, by the way, your house will still be there. Uh, your earth, the earth will still be turning. The sun will still rise. The moon will be there shining in the, br- in, in the sky oh so bright. If fucking the world moves on without you having to promote ignorance, I promise. If I have to talk about A.J. Brown trade rumors next week, Lebowski, I may just remember that time over the summer where I just muted because you and Mike kept talking about oh Pro Bowls or something. Yeah, and I may just let you talk until throughout the whole segment because I am I'm done. I am not. I won't. I I, I stop the ignorance here. I, I refuse to bring it up again. I, because I, it's like you were talking about shit rolls downhill. It's like standing in the bottom section of a half pipe and the shit rolls downhill and back up the other side and back over you again. Because, like you said, the cycle starts with someone finding it and it rolls all the way down over us. And then media picks it up and they discuss it because it's what, April 4th, and we already are out of shit to talk about. Uh, it's just, I can't do it anymore. I refuse to talk about AJ Brown tr- uh, trades anymore unless it actually happens. And if it actually happens, I may not be able to record this podcast anymore. Well, listen to this. So on, on the same scale of meaningless tweets that mean nothing, the I saw a tweet by PFF. They put out a picture of Jamar Chase, a picture of Justin Jefferson, and they said, choose one for the next 10 years. And I immediately thought, no, I don't think I will. No. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't fucking matter. I, like, I it just, doesn't fucking matter. I uh, <sighs> just detest, I detest useless media like that. I say from a guy who 95% of my Twitter is useless. But I just, I detest it. I just really don't like people who just, who's going to stop this offense? I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you with a shovel to the face if I ever meet who actually tweets that. It's it's I'm just I'm I'm with you. I'm sick of it, and I'm sick of these stupid ass fucking rumors that will never come true. That everybody just gets their fucking. It just I I can't take it anymore. I'm done. I am done. I am I am so I have muted so many people. I may not have a Titans timeline anymore. I may not be able to tag Rob on Broadway for his terrible takes tweets because I won't see terrible takes anymore because I've muted most of you. If AJ Brown is, is traded this year, <laughs> we will, I will, this really, I will literally record <laughs> just saying AJ Brown has been traded to X and the rest of the episode will just be generic elevator music because I refuse <laughs> to speak. I refuse to speak. I'm not making a show bad about, I thought about making a show bad about shaving my beard. I'm not doing that for you all not doing that for this shit. I just want to move on because it's not happening. So with well, that, we'll make a ter- we'll make a podcast for a different team. <laughs> yeah, it'll be football and other f words, excluding the Titans. We were subcolor. We refused to talk about the Titans. Um, I think I think Stanley Earl on Twitter put out this tweet, and it's at G L U V V V V V. Don't know what that means. And he he put it succinctly, and this is just a tweet that he just it popped up on my timeline. It has nothing to do with the Titans, by the way. You hoes weird, and I agree. You hoes are weird. Yeah, that's that sums up Twitter. You hoes are weird. <laughs> um, I hope Braden likes this transition because it's a terrible one. It's called 440 Sports, and <laughs> football and other F-words is a part of it. They got other shows on there that you can listen to. Zach is a part of one that'll be releasing tomorrow. 
the 440, nice long form Tennessee Titans discussion with our own Zach Lyons, uh, club and country. Definitely going to be talking about some Nashville soccer club season heating up and they got a new stadium that's going to already open, I think, at the beginning of May. So that's going to be popping. Um, fringe elements got your SEC discussion. I'm curious if they're going to talk baseball or not, because of all the things that I, I don't really care about the Vols, I kind of like watching their baseball team because they're kind of balls out crazy. I'm sure they'll get into that. Gold Standard, um, Lamestream Sports, got a lot of podcasts over there that you can listen to. 440sports.com. Go over there and check them out. Uh, you've got an article up on Broadway sports. What's it called? It is called the quarterback conundrum because that is the, I think the biggest topic surrounding the NFL draft and the Tennessee Titans is what is the quarterback class of 2022? What is it at the NFL level? What is it for the Tennessee Titans? Where's the value? I, I think there is, it's such a fascinating case study in in about four years, five years, we'll all be looking back at this draft to talk about it in some form or fashion to use as to predict a trend in a different draft class. Because for whatever reason, people just absolutely just hate this draft class. And our group chat on Twitter, which is mainly a lot of people from Broadway, I mention and Mike mentions Anything about the Titans drafting a quarterback, you would have think that we mentioned that we were going to carpet bomb their house and murder their whole family. Like, I have never been attacked more in a group chat by those guys <laughs> since I said that Marcus would not get a second contract. And if he did with the Tennessee Titans, and if he did, it would not be even near the highest paid contract. When I said that, you would have I, I you would have thought that it came in and s- cut off all their dicks like in their house at night just cut off their dicks and giggled and left because I got giggled? so attacked. Why got, did you giggle? <laughs> because it's I mean, a horrible uh, crime. Well, not to me because I'm doing the doing the cutting apparently. <laughs> Get the cutting. <laughs> Get the cutting. Um, and guess what? I was right. I'm not saying I'll be right about this, but I just got I got brutally attacked that night. I said that about Marcus, and you bring up. A quarterback, these these Titans, everybody sucks. You're a horrible person. Burn in hell. Shut the fuck up. I mean, I, me and Mike are just getting attacked from all different directions. And Mike t- tends to let me, tends to fade in the background in these arguments and then lets me, you know, just fight and flail by myself. But that's okay. That's okay. I can, I can, I'm a big boy. I can handle it myself. But Give me a break that this is the worst draft class or there's not going to be anybody on the draft class. Nobody fucking knows. That's what's great about this draft class. Nobody fucking knows what you think about this draft class. I mean, here's the worst part about it is that, and, and I've made it very apparent on this show that I, I don't do mock drafts. I don't know shit about prospects that are coming out of college. That's on me. I, I know that I should do a little bit more homework if I want to have any kind of intelligent conversation along those lines. But you do a good job in this article of narrowing down the candidates and even throwing in, and I want to say comparison, because I'm not trying to get people all riled up that you're comparing Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I've already done that. That that got me, that spent a whole morning (laughs) of me just getting beaten to death with, with soap and socks. Like I was just fucking just in a jail 
fighting for my life in a prison shower at that point. But you make a good argument of, I mean, the overall gist essentially is that, I mean, what do you, okay, I'm going to put the words in my mouth. What do you truly know about a quarterback class until they start playing? Right. Nobody knows. I mean, everybody thought that Trevor Lawrence was the next God. He was, he was the can't miss prospect. He was Andrew Luck. He's Peyton Manning. Jaguars are going to win eight games or whatever they said they were going to do. And you know what? Landing spot matters just as much as talent does. And I think that is the the main takeaway when you go back and look at these draft classes and look at the quarterbacks that succeeded versus the quarterbacks that didn't succeed in their first four years. It comes down to where they landed. Jared Goff had no business in his draft class to, or he really had no business to even get a second contract, but you know why he did? Because he played in a system and he landed in the perfect spot. Carson Wentz landed with the Eagles, got injured. His whole thing got, his whole situation got derailed. Now he's on his third team in as many years and everybody's making fun of him. And then you look at someone like Kirk Cousins who was drafted the the Washington football team at the time drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins in the same draft. And guess who's still sticking around? Not the first round pick, but the guy that was drafted in the fifth or sixth round, which was Kirk Cousins, or he may have been drafted earlier. I, I can't remember. I should have really looked that up before I talked about it. <laughs> but fuck it. Doesn't matter. Who's going to fact check me? I don't care. Listen, Kirk Cousins is better than RG3, and he was drafted way later on a team that already drafted RJ3 the same year. Nobody fucking knows for sure how good a quarterback can be. So it matters where they land. Kenny Pickett has a better chance of success going to a team like the Titans or going to a team like the Steelers than he does going to Carolina. That's just a matter of fact because Matt Rule is basically Adam Gase. Hell, he's basically just Al Loggins with a head coaching title. I mean, give me a fucking break that this guy could do anything. I don't believe, I couldn't believe that at the end, Braden in the 440 podcast for uh, the long form snuck in that he thinks Matt Rule's still a good football coach. Fuck that. No, he's not. He's a horrible coach. What? He, I'm just, I, to settle it back down, Woosah. Serenity now. Remind yourself Buffalo exists. Yeah. I don't think anybody for certain can say that none of these quarterbacks are going to pan out. None of these quarterbacks have the potential to be top 10 or whatever. I think you got to leave yourself open to the possibilities that a quarterback that probably nobody is talking about can land in the right spot and be the best one of this class. Everybody took a shit on Mac Jones last year and saying that, you know, Oh, he, no way the 49ers should take him. They should, they have to take Justin Fields, which they end up taking Trey Lance. And Mac Jones is, isn't that good and blah, blah, blah. Well, Mac Jones was easily the best quarterback out of the main quarterbacks because you can make an argument for Davis Mills, who was drafted in the third round, by the way, who you just, I, I think people take, feel like they have to take such a definitive stance that they leave out the possibility that there is a Dak Prescott or a Russell Wilson, and, and those are rare, right? Those are all rare occurrences. But when you look at like what everybody thought Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were, 
I mean, everybody had Mitchell Trubisky as by far the best and only draftable quarterback that will be a franchise quarterback in that draft class. And that was the general consensus in the media, which lets me know that NFL teams, there's a reason why these people in the media and these scouts and everything either got fired from the front office of jobs or they don't have a job in a front office. It's because they are not of the same thinking of the same parallel thinking as the NFL GMs that are actually in the draft class. And let me say this, Mike Mayock is a good example because Mike Mayock is one of these guys that was the NFL draft analyst. So he's the guy and blah, blah, blah. And he flames out in Las Vegas and he may had some of the worst drafts they've ever had. So give me a fucking break. Take a drink that any of these guys in the media really know what they're talking about. Do you know who the most successful and accurate mock draft guy was last year? Boom. Josh Norris. Have you ever heard of him? I know a lot of people, a lot of nerds like no. myself will have heard of him, but Josh Norris is the guy that was the most correct last year. And it's kind of crazy that he was the most correct because you know how many he got right? Exactly right? 16. He got 16 picks right that year. So it's not something that is a situation where mock drafts are useless or anything. They can be useless, but pay attention to the right ones. Pay attention to the ones that are typically accurate year in and year out. But it also goes show, go watch the film yourself. Or learn to watch film. Don't rely on just, hey, I remember watching this game when I was having a few drinks at the bar and I saw a couple throws from this guy and he kind of sucks. Did you watch every game that that guy played after that? Did you watch every play that he made? Because a lot goes into a play. And that's why I learned when watching film and learning to watch film because I'm not a film guy. But we need one during the draft season. So I kind of fell on the sword here for the podcast. And I watched 26 games. I analyzed the film. I learned a lot of stuff. And I'm not saying that my way is perfect. And I'm definitely, I would not say that I'm going to be 100% right on these quarterbacks because a way I've changed my viewpoint of looking at players, I don't give a fuck of a player that's not going to be a position the Titans are interested in. Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner, who gives shit? Who's the best cornerback out of that draft class? Titans aren't drafting either one of them. Who's the best edge? Who's the best, um, I don't know, some other best safety? Who gives a fuck? Because Titans aren't, aren't drafting one of those guys. Titans are in a real position draft quarterback. Desmond Ritter is the safest pick. I think that Sam Howell is the upside pick that I would take. Kenny Pickett's kind of like the J.P. Lossman pick where you're like, oh, well, we kind of want a quarterback and he's just kind of sitting there now that our top two choices are gone. He's the reluctant leftover. And then you have Matt Corral because you have no clue what Matt Corral's going to be in the NFL. He is the mystery box. He could be either RG3 and get injured because of his slim frame or he could be Josh Allen in a couple of years because he got a couple of years progression. He's got the arm talent got the athleticism, and Malik Willis, I love, love the tape for Malik Willis. He should be the first quarterback drafted over, over any of these other ones, but he would be 
such a disaster for the Tennessee Titans because Tennessee Titans are not a, a Chiefs-like team that will adapt the offense around them. That's what you should be doing for draft analysis when you're talking about these players. You should be adapting them. How do they fit with the Tennessee Titans? Hell of a breakdown. I appreciate that. It's called the quarterback conundrum. Did you spell conundrum correctly the first time? Yes. Good for you. I was going to make fun of you about I have to look every other word up when I type out. So, No, conundrum is a word that I normally use, which is very odd, I guess. The quarterback conundrum. It's up at uh, Broadway Sports. You can go check it out. It is free to read. Is that correct? Yes. Check it out. Very good breakdown. I do take uh, Venmo donations if anybody wants to pay me for for the work. Drop this man of Venmo. Nothing else, <laughs> just so he'll curse about Buffalo more. Yeah. Uh, Zach, it is time to talk about F1. I feel like I need like intro music for this, but we'll just uh, you know, we'll just move into it because we don't have intro music. Maybe next week I'll have intro music. For Formula us. One and other F words. It is time to talk a little F1 as we wrap up the podcast. Um, really, the thing I want to get into this week is uh, – F1 announced 2023 Las Vegas is going to have a race is going to be at night, I believe. And it is in November. So it absolutely better be at night. It, I mean, pretty sure it, night. right. I mean, like why, who wants to look at Las Vegas during the day? It is. It oh, yeah, is I'm sorry. Here it, it's on their website, Las Vegas to host formula one night race from 2023. So yes, it's a okay, race. but uh, this race is going to be down the main strip. Uh, Estimated speeds are 212 miles an hour. It's going to be a very wide track. If you've ever been to Vegas, you know how big just one side of the strip is. It's going to be a very wide racetrack. I'm really interested to see how they do uh, ticketing and viewing of this race because you got a lot of hotels that are going to have good views of this too. I am certainly one of those people who is already itching, trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to get to Vegas next November to check this out. but. Um, I want to know your reaction, Zach. This is good for F1. (laughs) You know me. I'm sick of Vegas and I'm sick of New Orleans. If I, I don't want to go to either one of those places ever again in my life. But if you could convince me to go to Vegas again, it's going to be for F1. Because I would go and watch on a balcony at a hotel, F1, and just even though I may only see like a, a quarter of the race or whatever is passing by me, it would be the best just because you could also watch it in your TV, you know, in your room, or you could hang off the pool balcony wherever you're at. Vegas has got me a little interested to come back. Motherfuckers at the Vegas Tourism Board. <laughs> Motherfuckers. They, 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 they got me. They got me interested in going. A night race is even better because you can get some edibles. We can watch the race and just uh, see what happens, man. I mean, maybe I wander out into the track. Maybe I time travel and I already know who the winner is. We don't know. We don't know what could happen. But just, and let's get our pizza, though, before we get high this time. Never again. Never <laughs> again go to look for pizza on any kind of substance in that city. It is overwhelming. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, I'm really, just the thought of Vegas with, a weekend of practice and qualifying and then leading up to the race. That's going to be a pretty amazing venue for that. Just from the viewing from the hotel, how they're going to light up the grandstands. I, and I like to see that the U S is getting three races. Now I, yeah. I know F one traditionalists and, and stalwarts are, they're diluting the sport. They're adding too many races. Well, I don't really give a shit what you think. 
The U.S. deserves more than one race. I'm really glad that they're working in three. I like that one of them is in Vegas because I think that is going to be absolute primetime viewing. I, just if you find your way to Vegas, great. But just imagine the way it's going to look on TV. Exactly. I mean, Sky Sports does such a good job with their broadcast. The overshot views, the flyaway views, all of that's going to look fantastic. And them ripping ass down the Las Vegas Strip at night with the lights sign me up that sounds like the shit i mean yeah really i mean i'm more anxious to see how it looks on tv than in person if you even if yeah. i went because i i just think it's gonna look so good on hd television and i am i'm pumped for it like i love i love the idea that it's gonna be a night race with the neon lights where you're gonna see all this shit flying around in the background while you're trying to watch the race and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be epic. Like, and think of the after parties after this, you know, with Mercedes and right. Red Bull and all these people at these, I'm sure they're going to have their own, each one's going to have a different hotel. They're going to have an after party at, which I'm going to have to get to, to one of them. I want to go hang out with uh Sonoda and see what uh kind of shit that he gets into. Got to hang out with the Haas crew at some point, you know, Got to gotta get in there with a Gunter and all that kind of stuff. I could buy that man a beer. That would be. Oh, that'd that would be, be great. I'd be good. I'd be done for life. We find I'd him at the roulette in. table and he's just burning cash because he's got the worst <laughs> luck. You know, he just keeps maybe this time black on uh, six on black will will work or whatever. Hey, you know what? That gambler seems to be working for him this year. I <laughs> yeah. mean, they're hitting right now, but. Uh, I want to bring up one more thing before we close this out, because uh, uh, V-Love was kind enough to remind me of this before we started recording. <clears throat> there is a race Saturday night, and it is at midnight because they're racing in Melbourne, Australia, which will be midnight our time in Nashville. That is midnight central. Um, come to Nobles in East Nashville. We are having a F1 after dark watch party. It's not brought to you by football and other efforts by any means, but Vincent has been the, the one who put this out there. V love has is ambassador of the F one watch party. I know, you know, a couple of local media celebrities, if you want to call them that I, I can't, I'm going to have to text who I'm talking about after this, that I called him a celebrity, but they're going to be there midnight. I know that sounds crazy to go watch a race. Zach is already balking at the fact that it's going to be that late and wanting to go watch my dumbass has committed. So I'm going to be there. <laughs> It depends on maybe if I can convince myself to take a nap for an hour or so. But see, I'm the one that usually wakes up to let Huxley out early in the mm. morning. So you know, it's it's a tough call. I'm I'm a, I'm a father. Uh, you know, I got I got I got stuff at home to do. Got I'm responsibilities. Gonna I'm gonna do it. I I have no familial. Did I say that right? I hope so. Kids, spouses to worry about. No no pets here. Well, do you have any non-familial on. kids? I don't want to talk about that on the podcast, but <laughs> but come to Nobles, East Nashville. We're going to watch F1 racing at midnight on Saturday. It's going to be an absolute blast. And this it will be a blast, us. by the way, because I went to the last one and it was it was a great time. Too much of a great time. Uh, well, I was going to say, based on your lack of responses that afternoon and the lack of V-Love being on Twitter that afternoon, it must have been a damn good time. Yeah, but, great time. Um. All right, that's going to do it for us. It's Formula One and other F-words along with football and other F-words. Uh, again, we're brought to you by 440sports.com. Go check them out over there. 
do what we always ask you to do at the end of the podcast, which is rate, review, subscribe, and tell people that you listen to us and say, hey, these guys are assholes. They hate the city of Buffalo. Tune in and listen to this they shit. They hate all their the listeners. <laughs> Let's get their address. They said that they hate football fans and they hate the Vols. These guys are dickheads. Leave them a one-star review. Y'all have a good day. You just been effed. A Broadway Sports Media Production.